Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs, is sponsored by AAA Heating and Air. The premier HVAC company in the Midlands is growing. Are you a top HVAC technician? AAA Heating and Air is looking for dedicated applicants to fill their fast-growing service department with top-notch HVAC technicians. If you're the best, then they want you. If you're ready to stop working and start a career, you can earn up to $100,000 plus a year at AAA Heating and Air. Quality candidates will have at least two years' experience and a good driving record. Benefits include top industry salaries, commission on service and unit sales, set call limits, company-provided take-home vehicle and gas card, company-provided cell phone and tablet, health, dental, and vision benefits, 401k retirement plan with company match, and scaled PTO based on length of service. Contact Roy and Dana Finley at 803-677-1500 or check out their job postings on Facebook or ZipRecruiter. Triple A air when you need us. Triple A heating and air. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs, founded by Firemen. With Chris Clark. The 2007 South Carolina class was, at that time, sixth in the country and fourth in the SEC. It's just amazing. Wes Mitchell. You know, I think if you're South Carolina, you're you're aiming to, to at least be at 50%. Then in theory, you're adding talent, you're getting better, you're putting yourself in a position to compete. And Tyler Head. It's been a great week for South Carolina. On the recruiting front, still certainly plenty to talk about. On the home of the Gamecocks, 107.5 The Game. And welcome into the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs here on 107.5 The Game. Tyler West and Chris along with you. Uh, just following up from a great Garden of Trust Hour with today's guest, Michi Johnson and Wes. And uh, Colin sat down with him. A lot of great insight from Michi. There was, in fact, one point in that hour there where I was listening where I was about ready to run through a wall from his motivational speech he was giving about uh, hard work and everything. Yeah, Meech, I enjoyed that. Michi's a great dude, a uh, great spirit about him. And um, y'all know I don't really cover basketball. So that was my first extended conversation with Michi Johnson. And uh, we, we went long because I was like, I, I don't feel like I can cut him off here. That was that that was fun. I uh, really, really thought we got some insight into Michi as a person. And, I mean, you can tell this dude has grown as far as his leadership role as well and has taken on leadership of this team. He made a very, I would say, passionate um, support of South Carolina men's basketball and Lamont Paris. Great recruiting pitch. If anybody happened to be listening that, uh, you know, is 6'10 and can jump out the gym. And uh, we got some insight on... His connections to LeBron, a couple food takes in there, wide-ranging. If you missed it, check it out. It'll be on the 107.5 and Gamecast Central platforms later. Can we can we spoil one part of it? Did you get his LeBron MJ take? Uh, I have a feeling he's probably biased. I think it was heavily implied what his answer would have been. <laughs> didn't even ask because... Yeah, probably didn't need to. Yeah. He, uh, 
He, he basically, uh, and this is not a quote, but he basically said um, he is the goat of our era. So he didn't. Well, there you go. Our era. But I, I was, I wasn't going to ask. I mean, that's. Yeah, I get it. That would have put him in a bad spot too. He can't. He can't he say can't MJ. Say, so what if LeBron was listening? <laughs> yeah, he probably was. I mean, um, yeah. So I mean, it it was good. I I enjoyed it. Good, but I don't honestly feel like I can't really do the interview justice by trying to summarize it. I feel like people need to just go back and uh, and listen because he's very thoughtful dude. Like he gave Definitely. some some really good, <laughs> insightful answers. Uh, and um, Colin told me earlier he was brutally honest about some things. <laughs> And that's very true. Um, he does say there's not a whole lot to do in Columbia, but that helps him focus on basketball because there's less distractions. Yeah, that, uh, you know, I wasn't going to argue with him. I mean, <laughs> it's his opinion. But I, I do I do feel like there's a sense here. All right, so I'm, not to make this about me, but I'm from a super small town. So if you're if you're in this, from the state of South Carolina. Sure. And then really, honestly, even compared to a lot of college towns, there actually is much more to do in Columbia than most college towns. Now, right. I, I guess if you're from, from Cleveland, you're just, uh, I don't even know how big Cleveland is, honestly. I've, I've never been to Cleveland. I don't know what there is to do there. But, you know, I, I think everybody speaks from their own personal experience. So he was going from Cleveland to a smaller city smaller you know town right and that's just his perception of that i think but for him it, it works obviously and I, I think he likes it here he obviously loves the coaching staff but if you're coming from a small town in south carolina right. or you're comparing it to i don't know athens or gainesville or something like that um you know there actually is quite a bit to do in columbia and, and i'm not just saying that to defend the place i've lived for wow a long time now but yeah that that was the one take where i kind of disagreed with michi but i was like he's rolling so i'm just uh, i'm of course not going to cut him off and he, everything he said though was was just completely honest which i i absolutely loved you got his unfiltered take on a lot of things and really kind of talked up the chemistry within this team as well which you don't always know with um you know transfer portal heavy teams which every team in men's basketball is now you never know you know how these guys are going to click i thought it was awesome though he and uh he and talon cooper do not like each other on the court basically <laughs> and uh i think this time of year that's a great thing like they're battling it out they're making each other better but obviously quite a bit of respect from michi for talon and Getting those two guys on the court at the same time, I think maybe frees up Michi to to do some things that um, you know maybe he he couldn't quite do last year because he was being asked to do other things, and you know he can play off the ball a little bit more. I think this season, absolutely. And again, if you missed any of that conversation, I'll have it up shortly on the one zero seven five the game podcasting page. Again, Michi Johnson joining us for today's edition of the Garden Trust Hour. Coming up next, we'll dive a little bit more into recruiting and kind of summarize uh, the June camps that concluded at the end of last week. You're listening to the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs on 107.5 The Game. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. 107.5 The Game. Alright, a lot to unpack when we tell people today about Firehouse Subs, our great partner here. Tyler, I understand that our good friend Gamecock Larry has had 
his first firehouse subs experience when he came out and saw us Friday the other day. That was his first ever firehouse subs experience, and and he enjoyed it thoroughly. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it. We'll we'll have more on this breaking story, but uh, Gamecock Larry absolutely loved firehouse subs. We've created a believer. He he is a firm, but he's all in on firehouse subs as well. You can be too by going and getting yourself the sub of the day at any of the 14 Midlands Firehouse Subs locations. Find the one closest to you by going to firehousesubs.com or downloading the Firehouse Subs app. Today's sub of the day is the Spicy Cajun Chicken. That's $7.99 for a medium, $5.99 for a small. So be like Gamecock Larry. Go check out Firehouse Subs. You probably had it before. So go try a new one. Go try the Spicy Cajun Chicken. It's the sub of the day. And uh, here's something else I learned, guys, about the Firehouse Subs app. So yesterday was my birthday. So I checked out the Firehouse Subs app and sitting in my rewards for no other reason than it was my birthday is a free medium sub with any purchase sitting in the app. So all sorts of goodies for you, whether it's the sub of the day, whether it's a free sub on your birthday when you register for the app, Firehouse Subs makes it happen. Go check them out, firehousesubs.com or download the Firehouse Subs app. All right, we'll dive into recruiting and camps coming up next. Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, 107.5 The Game. Presented by Firehouse Subs. Founded by Firemen with Chris Clark, Wes Mitchell, and Tyler Head. On your home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. And welcome back into the Gamecocks Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. Tyler, Wes, and Chris along with you here on 107.5 The Game on this Thursday morning. We've obviously spent a lot of time here lately focusing on the 2024 recruiting class. For South Carolina, talked a lot about this past weekend with the big uh, official visits and guys like David Busey announcing their commitment, Jonathan Paylor announcing their top five, and obviously waiting to see what Dylan Stewart is going to do. But, um, you know, over the past month, there have been all the Shane Beamer football camps, and you guys got the opportunity to see a lot of prospects from the 25 and 26 classes as well. And Chris had a great write up on Gamecock Central yesterday. Focusing in on Bryce Davis, who's a 6'4", 230-pound edge prospect out of Greensboro. Had a lot of good things to say about his participation in the camps over the past couple of weeks. And uh, somebody that's projecting to be one of the highest-rated prospects in that 25 cycle. Yeah, Bryce Davis out of uh, Greensboro. Actually, they brought their 7-on-17, too. Had some couple really good receivers, a really good young quarterback to watch that I know Wes saw him. That team's loaded, man. Yeah, they got Holy a lot cow. Of, a lot of guys. But Bryce Davis worked out with Sterling Lucas, and, um, you know, competition's going to be stiff for a guy like him. He's got, you know, the typical Southeast uh, platter of, of programs after him. You know, Clemson, Georgia, Alabama, all those guys, uh, Tennessee. But, you know, when I talked with him, um, and he took some more visits even since, you know, in the course of time that it took for me to talk to him, get the interview up, he had taken a couple other visits. He was in the future 50 for Under Armour. Which was a nice armor or a nice honor for him. Um, so really highly regarded guy, but but spoke highly of South Carolina. Said the campus was intriguing to him. But yeah, this is just one of several guys, you know, from the twenty five, the twenty six class in terms of underclassmen that I think camp season gives gave South Carolina staff the chance to get these guys on campus and see some of them. You know, just see some of these youngsters, and certainly there were a bunch of new offers distributed from the 25 and 26 classes. But for a guy like Bryce Davis, you get to see him, you get to work with him, you know you like him, you'd already offered him anyway. But this is just represents another chance to get a guy on campus so that he can see your school. And maybe it gives you another opportunity to get him on campus maybe this season for a game. Yeah, I mean, this guy's a 
kind of prototypical pass rush guy, quick first step, all the cliches. I mean, he <laughs> looks the part. And uh, Sterling Lucas, if I remember right, that camp day, he was kind of glued to uh, Bryce Davis, which you can kind of tell watching the camps who the coaches are really truly looking at and trying to recruit. And that was the case with him. And, you know, I, I think it is difficult this far out with 2025s. Like, I, I feel like it kind of, so the way I look at recruiting, you sort of obviously start in Columbia and start in-state and then you branch out. It, it kind of plays out that way, too, with the guys that you're kind of wondering, are, are we going to be talking about this guy a year from now? So if they're an in-state target and they have a South Carolina offer, especially these days, for the most part, you can all but guarantee that you're still going to be talking about them this time next year. The further away you get, the more you sort of have, well, this guy was an early target we were looking at and talking about, and Carolina's after him, but Carolina faded. Then you have other guys where as time goes on, you look at sort of how things, I mean, I remember Dylan Stewart visiting this time last year, you know, in June, and you were saying, man, they'd love to stay in the game with that guy. And, you know, you fast forward, and it's like, all right, he's been on campus eight times. So, you know, you stayed the stayed on track with him. Daniel Hill, you know, that's a guy Carolina's in on early, and then they get him into town for the Tennessee game. You have this just epic night, historic win, and all of a sudden you have major staying power with this guy. So I, I do think, and part of the reason not everybody follows I would say young prospect recruiting is because they have no idea if we're still going to be talking about a guy, you know, in six months, 12 months, 18 months, but certainly, you know, Bryce Davis and, and really, man, so many guys from that, uh, that roster, like Chris said, they got a young quarterback at 2026. Um, that is an absolute stud that I, I watched through a, a couple of times and, you know, just just looks the part. Twenty twenty six quarterback recruiting, as weird as it is to say, um, you know, you, you already start to get into who you're targeting because quarterback recruiting sort of kicks off even earlier than other positions do. Yeah, and you know, to go back to the general point of just getting a, a, a chance to better look, you know, a better look at or a first look, even some of these guys. I mean, Wes, we saw a a young. I think he was fourteen, fifteen years old. Um, you know, kid out of North Carolina that picked up an offer, 2026 guy out of North Carolina. Um, wasn't really on our radar. Obviously, was on the staff's radar, but you, you show up at camp one day and you see, you know, three coaches around the kid and his high school coaches, and then he goes and performs and looks really, really good against some, you know, senior competition, Some actually against some guys that came into the camp with Power 5 offers, and you see them. Um, he ends up getting an offer. You know, there, there's an in-state guy out of Abbeville, uh, Demarcus Leach. Wes, we, I, I'm not afraid to admit, I mean, we, we left camp, probably hadn't put eyes on him mm-hmm. that day because it's just it's hard to see everybody in that setting. He ends up getting an offer. Then about a week later, less, less than a week later, he picks up a Virginia Tech offer. Now he's officially on the radar, Demarcus Leach from Abbeville, a 6'3", 185 kid who's also a basketball player, had a good camp, you know, worked with Torian Gray, worked, worked with Jalen Foster, former All-American, former walk-on at Carolina who's still helping out on the staff. So this is that time where whether it's seniors like we saw with Fred Johnson or whether it's underclassmen, this gives you a chance to distribute some new offers and, and kind of helps your board take shape early. Yeah, and uh, 
Faison Brandon is the yep. name of the 2026 quarterback. I, I, uh, I, I was remembering the name Brandon, but then I, I didn't want to butcher his name because I there, there's so many guys at that early point that the names just start tossing around in your head. So I wanted to make sure and look it up, but doesn't have an offer from South Carolina yet, but does have several other big time offers. Um, the in-state's already all over him. NC State, Duke, UNC, ECU have all offered. Tennessee offered him after a camp, but they also offered Chris Clark, I think. So, um, you know, they offer everybody. Probably. But the point being, maybe may a guy to keep an eye on, 6'4", 173, again, class of 2026. Grimsley High School, absolutely loaded. If you're in the Greensboro area for some reason and you're listening to us on a stream somewhere, go watch these guys play. They are loaded. And quickly as we wrap up this segment, what is y'all's one big takeaway from what y'all saw in these camps over the month of June? Mm. One big takeaway. Well, I'll tell you what, man. You go back into the spring, my takeaway is the number of massive and athletic offensive linemen I saw just rolling through Columbia (laughs) for the last two or three months. And they've done a fantastic job. It's kind of it's similar to at times, but I would say actually maybe even on another level. I think Eric Wolford did a really good job at, at times of getting his O-line recruiting done early so then you can go ahead and spend your energy on the next class. And I, I just I thought with, with having the three guys already committed, the three in-states, they really just sort of roll right into 2025 and even 2026 in terms of getting them on campus. And I, I think, again, it's the same like we were talking about earlier. If you're going to sign three, four, or five major talents at a position, you better get 30 of them on your campus a year ahead of time because you're going to have to – that list is going to just steadily get whittled down. Sometimes it might be the prospect – just has other interests. Other times it may be you keep watching a prospect and you're like, this guy's not developed the way we thought he would. He's not really a primary target anymore. So there's a hundred reasons why the board changes, but if you're going to sign a bunch of top guys, you better get a bunch of them on campus times like 10 um, the year before, I think. All right. uh, Well, coming up next, we will look ahead to the 23 football season as we'll start to break down so South Carolina's opponents over the next couple of weeks, and we'll start off with the first one, the North Carolina Tar Heels. On the other side, you're listening to the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs on 107.5 The Game. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. 107.5 The Game. If you want to make your home smarter, maybe take a look at our friends at Integrated Media on Facebook and Instagram. That's Integrated Media Columbia. You can find them for some inspiration, some examples of some things they've done in the past. They can do, I've said this before, everything from mounting a television in your home. If you don't know how to do that, don't want to mess with it, don't want to have to start the project and then call somebody later, they can do that for you from start to finish and do it the right way. Or they can do something as complex as a complete smart home system. What is a smart home system? It's basically taking all your devices Lighting, thermostats, sound systems, television, security cameras, alarm systems, tying it into one integrated system that you can control right from your smartphone. That can be preset lighting themes. Uh, it can be adjusting your thermostat without leaving your couch or even doing it while you're away from home and then all of your devices as well. If you're having trouble with your internet signal, if you think it's too weak, if you're getting the dreaded buffering circle of death, 
on your devices and on your television, give the guys at Integrated Media a call, 803-948-8327. Again, check them out on Instagram and Facebook, Integrated Media Columbia, or they have a lot of their services listed on their website at Integrated Media Inc. That's I-N-C dot com, Integrated Media Inc. dot com, or 803-948-8327. That's our friends Michael and Nathan at Integrated Media. An in-depth look at North Carolina coming up next. Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs, 107.5 The Game. Presented by Firehouse Subs, sounded by Fireman, with Chris Clark, Wes Mitchell, and Tyler Head, on your home of the Gamecocks, 107.5 The Game. I'll touch my Phoenix. Goes to the left, and this is Green with May. Drake will push the pocket to his right. Now comes to a stop, back to his left. This ought to get interesting. May's got running room, and he will score standing. That was Wes Durham on the call for the ACC Network last year as that was Drake May scrambling for one of many touchdowns that he scored for North Carolina last season. That one coming against Virginia. And now uh, we get set for South Carolina taking on the Tar Heels in just 65 days on September 2nd up there at Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte. And uh, a great first matchup of the season for the Gamecocks as uh, very highly anticipated. It's going to be the 7:30 game on ABC, and you know the the story leading into it is the dynamic between Spencer Rattler and Drake May on the other side at quarterback. We obviously know May is projected as being one of the top picks in the NFL draft. He's going to have a lot of Heisman hype, Heisman hype coming into the season, and we'll see how South Carolina is hopefully able to contain him. Yeah, I mean, I think that's going to be the kind of obvious storyline. Maybe the the low hanging fruit, if you will is going to be, you know, Rattler versus May, and it's going to be sort of dialed into being a QB versus QB, offense versus offense. I think the game on the field is going to get a good bit deeper than that, and Chris was just rattling off off air some names there. Do you still have those in front of you, Chris? I do. Um, so my, my key to this game as we sit here a couple months out actually is more along the lines of South Carolina offensive line versus um, some guys that Gamecock recruit Knicks will remember. Um, now, North Carolina has had their struggles on defense, but yeah. if you look at what they have recruited, especially on that defensive line, man, I mean, these were top targets for South Carolina, some of them, and highly, highly recruited prospects up front, and we know um, this week's one of this week's Garnet Trust visitors, Jalen Nichols, uh, you know, will be out for this game, and so Carolina's already going into their depth. We've talked about that. We've talked about um, offensive line at least questions going into this year. I, I think in, in order for Spencer Rattler and Juice Wells and those guys to to have the day that they want, it's going to come back on can this offensive line, you know, do what they need to do against a defensive line that is super talented on paper, but I also think has had their share of, um, you know, underachieving as well. Yeah, I think that group has underachieved when you look at what they have, but it's still an interesting group because when you just look at the star power and the the type of prospects these guys were out of high school, I mean, Desmond Evans, Miles Murphy, those are a couple big ones. I mean, Miles Murphy looked ticketed for here, you know, for sure. You even look at their backups. I mean, Jacoby Cowan, Javari Ritzy, and all these names that I've rattled off are guys that are juniors, fourth-year juniors, 
seniors. I mean, this is a group that has a lot of experience across the board. And so certainly they got to get better defensively. Um, but they've also been able to, because North Carolina has been so dangerous offensively, uh, they've been able to, to basically survive. Um, and so it makes you wonder. I mean, this is an interesting North Carolina team because if they can take a step forward defensively and if they can maintain what they've been doing offensively, it's potentially a very dangerous group. Um, you know, Chip Lindsey is coming in, former Troy head coach, um, Gus Malzahn guy, former high school head coach, and he's going to bring some elements of the Malzahn, you know, power run game, but he's going to keep some of what they did under Phil Longo from a passing standpoint, which makes sense, right? You have Trey May, you have some rece- you got some new receivers. They've lost some really good receivers, but they're bringing in, they brought in a couple transfers that have, you know, a body of work in college too. Yeah, and those transfers, uh, Devontae Walker out of Kent State, had almost 1,000 yards and 11 touchdowns, and Nate McCollum out of Georgia Tech went for 655 yards and three touchdowns because uh, they did lose Josh Downs and Antoine Green, their two leading receivers from last year. You, you talk about how good that offense was. One of their weaker points, though, was on that offensive line. Drake may get sacked 40 times last year, 17 times across the five games that they ended up losing. They did add one piece in the transfer portal in uh, guard uh, CC Willie, uh, in guard Willie Lampkin out of Coastal Carolina, but still some questions on that offensive line. We obviously know that South Carolina has some concerns from the run-stopping standpoint themselves, so getting pressure on May is going to be very vital in winning this game in Week 1. And it's an experienced line. I mean, th- these names, you'll recognize some of these names even from the last time these, these two teams met. I mean, Ed Montillas and... Um, William Barnes, their left tackle. I mean, these are guys that have been around, but they, they've struggled. I think really the past two seasons they've been, uh, even when Sam Howell was there, that was an issue, you know, the pass protection. So is there something schematically maybe that Chip Lindsey can bring to this offensive line? Will another year of experience help them? That That's an area when you're just looking very early, very early at the matchups. That's when you say, okay, can can South Carolina make something happen there? But the flip side of that is South Carolina has – some questions of its own in terms of how effectively will they be able to rush the passer with some of the edge depth issues. I don't know if it's been talked about enough, the uh, exit of Phil Longo. And, you know, that that was such a weird situation anyway for him to leave and go to Wisconsin. Um, is, is the belief there that he was, like, encouraged to look around? You know, I, I, I really don't know. Because North Carolina got an answer to on. Wisconsin. <laughs> that's, a, move, right? that's a very weird move. And, you know, there were obviously some issues, like you were talking about with, you know, pass pro. And some of the things they were doing on offense does maybe put your offensive line in a situation where you're going to give up a lot of sacks. But if we're looking at the albeit always skewed to make a coach look amazing bio from Wisconsin now. Uh, The UNC offense under Phil Longo, so this is 2019 to 2022, um, they were basically first in the ACC during that span in passing yards, passing touchdowns, passer rating, rushing yards, total offense, and third in scoring. So, yes, you know, there's some things, and I know – you kind of start to get a little bit deeper into like complimentary football. Like, are you scoring in a way that puts your defense in a place where 
they're not able to stop teams. Like all these things, I think, factor into um, your results and whether you're happy with a guy or not. But, I mean, they were just racking up the yards in that span, almost 15,000 passing yards during that three-year span. So, I mean, this – now, Chip Lindsey, well-respected well respected guy, don't get me wrong, but Longo, you know, that that is a loss for them, I think, and you're talking about, you know, obviously, much like South Carolina bringing in an OC, you're asking Drake May to, to learn a new offense and to kind of um, – how, how quickly that, – there's that question, which quarterback kind of – get settled into what they're being asked to do under this new scheme the quickest uh, because it is a week one game. And as we've talked about all offseason, there are no preseason matchups that let you tune up in college football. And Longo's offense, I I totally agree with you. I think it's been underappreciated, you know, whether when he was at Ole Miss, you know, because you kind of think about it and you gone from Phil Longo, and then you had a gap, in the, and then you got Lane Kiffin, who's also a really, really good offensive mind. But I think he is kind of underappreciated at some place. Sure, there are some flaws with the offense, some some things you could nitpick. But overall, when you just look at the results, like if you're just taking how many points is this team scoring, how dangerous are they offensively? Typically, they're pretty dangerous. And he's been kind of a quarterback whisperer in that his his offense is obviously very quarterback-friendly. So his quarterbacks tend to put up big numbers. He's also had some really talented ones. That helps. Drake May is an example, but Drake puts up 4,300 yards, 38 touchdowns to seven picks last year. Uh, Being that young of a player, that is a testament to that offense and also to Drake May. But I think it is a storyline. You know, even though Chip Lindsey's highly regarded, even though we know Drake May's a great player and they return, you know, some key pieces, they're deep at running back. They've got some new receivers How's it all going to work together? And how's it going to work together in game one uh, with this interesting matchup with South Carolina, who, again, has some things to figure out defensively as well? Again, we're just 65 days away from that game on September 2nd between the Tar Heels and the Gamecocks, and we'll continue to preview more of South Carolina's opponents as the next couple of weeks go by, leading you up into SEC Media Days. Coming up next, we will wrap up today's edition of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs, right here on 107.5 The Game. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. 107.5, the game. Hey, switching is easy. We do it all the time. Maybe you're not thinking about, sitting around thinking about switching your insurance. Maybe you don't even know what type of coverage you have. Maybe If you know who insures you, that's probably a, a small victory. So maybe you don't think about it a lot, but I encourage you, take a look at your insurance. See who's covering you, what type of coverage you have, and then how much you're paying. All those things really important and State Farm agent Amy Mason Cup can help you take a look at your situation, assess what type of coverage you have, and then possibly help you switch and save. See if it's a fit. State Farm, brand name insurance, great coverage, and you can switch and save whether it's something like the Drive Safe and Save app by bundling your insurance policies. Amy Mason Cup can answer all of your questions and give you a personalized quote to help you save. She's a local agent right here in Columbia, 612 St. Andrews Road, Suite 4 in Columbia. That's just off I-26, the St. Andrews exit, and Ashland Park Plaza. You can visit her website at amymasoncup.com. That's A-M-Y-M-A-S-I-N-C-U-P-P.com or give her a call, 803-772-5554. A while back, my family and I, we looked at our insurance. We decided we needed to take a look at it, take a deeper dive, 
We ended up switching and saving, and we did that with Amy Mason Cup State Farm. Her team can help you do the same. Experienced team, all sorts of policies, home, auto, business, boat, renters, insurance, life insurance. She can give you a personalized quote. AmyMasonCup.com or 803-772-5554. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Wrap up today's edition of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Up next on 107.5 The Game. Presented by Firehouse Subs. Sounded by Fireman. With Chris Clark, Wes Mitchell, and Tyler Head. On your home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. Welcome back into the Gamecocks Central Takeover Hour. Presented by Firehouse Subs here on 107.5 The Game. Wes, I feel bad. We failed to acknowledge Chris's birthday yesterday. Well, I, I told him... Happy birthday, just not on air. I told him happy birthday a couple of days ago when he was telling yeah, a story. It's the day before. About some, I forget what you were talking about, but you mentioned it was your birthday, and I told you happy birthday then. But on the it's day fun. of, which was yesterday, we failed to acknowledge it on air, so I feel bad. Everybody wish Chris a happy belated birthday on yes. Twitter. Thank you for this song. Is this the bootlegged recording of, of your karaoke? Uh, happy it is birthday? not. This okay. is the actual Stevie Wonder one. Okay. Nice. Well, I'm disappointed. I like Stevie, but I would have rather a Tyler Head karaoke yeah, version to, in the back. We need to unearth that. <laughs> it's somewhere. The tape it's is somewhere out there. Y'all are just dying for me to sing karaoke, aren't yeah. you? Yes. I want you to sing karaoke wearing a Georgia football shirt. And there it is again. <laughs> I can never hide. No. It's okay. Uh, by the way, Chris, uh, a great thing you could do for your birthday would be to go uh, check out Spencer Rattler at the Fireflies tonight. That's right. It would be. So, yes. What an idea. NIL brings us many cool yes. things. And uh, pretty cool. Get a Spencer Rattler autograph. Um, there will be photos on hand. Don't bring anything because you probably can't take it in the stadium. There will be photos on hand for, for Spencer to autograph. Maybe take a selfie. And word on the street is um, he also may be throwing out the first pitch. So... Pretty cool. cool. All right, now for Spencer Rattler, he, he this is not. Uh, we never saw the video of Zach Pickens do at with the at the Cubs game. We we never saw where the ball went, which is suspect. <laughs> and 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 the the photos that they put out also look suspect. It Oof. looked like I I don't know Zach about this form. Like well, I, the ball could have landed. Well, too much curve on that one. Well, I I don't. It just the form on the throw was questionable. Was it going straight down or was it going like off into the atmosphere? Well, you couldn't see the ball at all. Yeah. I mean, like it, it just, you just look at it, oh, I don't know about this. Spencer, though, I mean, he's a quarterback. He has a good arm. Do you think he has practiced the throw? Or is he just going to go up there and say, I'm Spencer, I'm going to wing it. Here's a strike. <laughs> so, Spen- we talked about, didn't Spencer play baseball? He had to have played growing up. At had s- to at have. At some point. You asked definitely. him about the shortstop. Yeah. Like, did he say yes? Whip- <laughs> I can't remember. All right. Here, here's my thought. I think 99% of people, if you were like, hey, you're going to throw out the first pitch, they would go practice. Yes, I would. And um, and then they would practice, and then they would start to hype up the moment in their head, and <laughs> it would be even harder. Because everybody's looking at you, and you know if you make a bad throw, it's going to be sure everywhere. I think Spencer is a give me the ball type guy. Yeah. I think it'll just be like, give it to me. And then I think he's going to, he's definitely going to do it from the mound, not in front of the mound. Oh, yeah. And he's just going to grip it and rip it. It's strike. Pretty, pretty is that your guess. prediction? 
it's at least going to be within the box. Well, yeah, I, right? I think for for a first pitch sure. strike just means the catcher caught it, yeah, and it and, didn't bounce, yeah, and it doesn't <laughs> hit like the mascot standing over to the left or something like that. Y'all What's, see that one where it hit that? I think it hit a photographer in a <laughs> in a uh, tough spot, inconvenient spot. Was it Fifty Cent that had like the worst one yes. ever a couple years ago? Yes, Fifty Cent. It was horrific. Um, the Cincinnati mayor had a really bad one. Okay, and um, Kelsey for the Chiefs had a bad one recently. Huh? If Spencer's listening, he's like, okay. Maybe I should go practice. No, nah, I think first of all he's not listening. Second of he all, is. I think he's going to throw a. He's not going to like throw it as hard as he can, but I think he's going to put. You're a quarterback. You got to definitely put a little bit behind it. Yeah, that'll be a fun opportunity though. Hopefully, a lot of people make it out there. A lot of game yeah. fans. No, uh, no chance of rain either. I, I. <laughs> It'd be hot when all this thing got <laughs> when this thing got put together. I wasn't even thinking about that, and I was like, man, if you run a minor league baseball team. You have to be constantly worried about the rain screwing up your great new promotion that you're rolling out yes. on that given day. And then if it gets messed up, there's no guarantee for sure that that person you had all set up is going to be available for a convenient time later on. Like that's gotta that that's gotta be kind of a little bit of a like worrisome job in sports. Absolutely, yeah. Shout out to our guys at the Fireflies. Oh, great people over there. Uh, my buddy uh, Connor and Ashley um, have done a fantastic job putting this together. So shout out to them. Y'all come out. I'll, I'll be there. Um, Jeremy Smith from Garnet Trust will be there as well if you want to learn more about Garnet Trust. But uh, Spencer, obviously the, the star of the show. Definitely. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Halftime show with Jay and Terry coming up next on 107.5 The Game. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.